G'day and welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. I am your host, Jacob Andre, and today I am talking to Beckham Baker. So if you'd like to know more about life as a Melbourne City FC Academy player, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jacob Andre, and for over a decade, I've trained everyone from children to elite athletes to move better, feel better, and perform better. While a thorough understanding of fitness and nutrition is vital, underpinning that is mindset. And I've come to discover just how important it is I've worked with literally thousands of people, and more often than not, it's the ones who win the mind game who succeed in the big game. So, how do they do it? This is the Mind Your Body Podcast. G'day and welcome to the episode Prelude with Beckham Baker. Before we get into it, let's talk about the many different platforms that you can access this episode from. And the first one is our website, our home base, www.themindyourbodyshow.com. Here, you can watch or listen to the episode on any of your preferred pl- platforms, as well as directly from this page. But if you scroll down, you'll see that the first one that is there is probably our most popular outside of the website, and that is YouTube. Please subscribe to us on YouTube at The Mind Your Body Show. And if you do like tuning in from YouTube, please, if there is something that you see in the episode that you really like, hit the like button. If there's something that you took away from the episode, please share it amongst your friends. And if you would like to interact and engage with us, then please comment along as you watch through the episode. And of course, you can do this on the website as well. The big four audio platforms, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Libsyn, we are all on. You can tune in there and subscribe. Please leave us a five-star rating and review. And then we've also got our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Facebook at The Mind Your Body Show and Instagram at The Mind Your Body Show with underscores in between each word. Now, if you are tuning in and watching some of the short clips on Instagram, I am going to encourage you, if you're tuning in and listening on your device, take a screenshot of you listening to the episode on whatever platform on your device and share it to your Instagram stories, making sure that you tag myself at the Mind Your Body Show with underscores in between each word, as well as Beckham Baker, which is at Beckham Baker, all one word. And if you are not following Bex at this point, you absolutely must go and check him out on Instagram. The stuff that this kid is sharing is phenomenal. He is only 12 years old and his skill is first class. When I first came across him, I'll quickly talk about it here. I talk about it in the episode. I had posted a video of me doing a session with an AFLW player that I was training at the time. So I was working for the club, training a player remotely who was based in a different location three days a week during their season. And I'd posted this agility video and I usually go through and have a look whenever I can to see who has uh, checked out uh, some of my videos. And this person came up called Beckham Baker. The name Beckham, first of all, kind of spruiked my interest. And then I saw that he was a soccer player and he was only a young kid. So I clicked on him to have a look and he had at the time about 40,000 followers and the videos that he was sharing of his skills were phenomenal Anyway, so I started talking about it at school. At school, I was back in doing PE teaching. And it turns out that some one of the students that I taught is actually related to him. His name was Isaiah Suarez. And another boy that I had been coaching and also teaching, Raf Yayakis, said, oh, yeah, he's from Darwin. And I just couldn't believe it. Anyway, they said, get him on the, on the show. Get him on your podcast. So I reached out and um, the rest, as they say, is history. It was absolutely phenomenal getting to know Bex and his dad, Mark, I actually found out, I actually thought he was 14, but as the episode went on, he 
pointed, corrected me and said, he's actually only 12. And that just spun me out even more. This kid is the most polite, modest and grounded 12 year old I've ever come across. And for someone who's got his skill is just, it's just out, he's just an outstanding person. And it's not anything lost on me with getting to know his dad. I didn't unfortunately get to meet his mum, but his mum was sitting there listening, I think, as we were doing the interview. And it sounds like the whole family, his sister as well, Tanea, just a well-rounded family. And he's just so lucky to have those parents. His dad, who comes on the episode and talks in the second half, uh, is obviously one of the reasons, along with his mum, as to, he's probably is the main reason why he is just so well-rounded and so grounded so I'm so looking forward to you checking out this episode and getting to know what it is like for a 12-year-old who was essentially one of Australia's next potential great sporting soccer players is like a child prodigy. And I don't say that lightly because I don't want to put any more pressure on the young, on the, on the young teenager that it isn't warranted and, and shouldn't be there. And, but if you look at what he is doing, the pressure is going to naturally come. And the way he deals with it, he is already so mature in that. And I think that he's just going to continue to grow and be able to continue to handle that pressure even better. As I talk about what you're going to see and hear in this episode, you, I think you'll get a bit of a, an idea of what I'm talking about. Now, the first thing is how Beckham got into soccer. I had to start with that question. The game that led to an offer from Melbourne City FC to trial with them what training, what training is like as an academy player with Melbourne City FC? Why Beckham is named after David Beckham? Let's just address the elephant in the room right now. Yes, that is where the name comes from. I do ask him in the episode. He talks about it there, but it's pretty obvious that he's named after David Beckham. And he talks about why, where that name come from. Actually, the name of his dog is a quite funny story too. And uh, very, very um, interesting. It was, fun. it was fun to get to know the family in this episode. We also go through how Beckham became a Nike ambassador, how you can get your own customized Nike boots. Beck sponsors PTP, Get Arete, Rocks Pro, and we'll link up the uh, discount code for PTP, which is online personal training, as well as local personal training in Melbourne. The code is PTP Beckham, but we'll link all that up a little bit later in the show notes. What a typical week looks like for Beckham. What Melbourne City Academy training looks like. Beckham's favorite exercise and his least favorite exercise. Funny, because they're very similar, these two exercises. How the opportunity came about for weekly video analysis with a coach from Villarreal, his goals for the next 12 months, and his big picture, his big dream goals, what he wants to have achieved in his life uh, when he sits back in his rocking chair as an old man and reflects on his life, what he wants to achieve, his big dreams. The advice Beckham has for other kids who want to make it in soccer how he deals with online trolls. Now, this was actually a little bit sad in when he started talking about this, the negative comments that he gets from people in his private messages. And as I said to him, you know you've made it, buddy, when you are getting negative comments and uh, and you're getting those trolls jump on. And I think in the way that he deals with it, it's just second to none. Like his his mindset is of that is that of an adult and his maturity level is far beyond his years. And it's so obvious that that maturity, that head on his shoulders is well supported by his parents. 
Beckham's new brand, which he is about to launch. This is crazy. This kid is just going, at 12 years old, he is going great guns. As I alluded to a little bit earlier, we had Mark join us, his father, for the second half. And he um, was, it was a conversation between the three of us. And Mark goes on to give his advice, or I ask him for his advice for other parents um, on how to deal with the pressures of soccer and also just to uh, be the best parent you can be at your child's soccer game or any sport for that matter. How to manage expectations with child prodigies. Beckham's strategy for growing his Instagram following and the most famous players Beckham has met. I give him full license to name drop here and some of the names will not disappoint. Now, I always ask you to share your biggest takeaways in the episode. I've already done it by asking you to screenshot uh, you listening on your device or watching on your device and share it to your Instagram stories with what your biggest takeaways are and tagging myself and Bex. Uh, on Instagram. Now, my biggest takeaways were how Beckham became a Nike ambassador. Now, things don't just happen. It looks like people become overnight successes. And when Bex turns 18, and if he does end up making it, it'll look like he'd become an overnight success. But this has been a story of sacrifice, particularly on his parents' um, behalf, and hard work, uh, taking out loans, uh, just doing everything they can to give Bex the best opportunity to be able to not just fulfill his dream, his current dream as it is right now as a soccer player, but just to become the best person that he can become. And I do ask Mark what would happen if Bex turned around in a couple of years' time and said, I'm done with soccer, I want to try something else and let's. I want to get into chess and Mark's reaction to that and how he uh, says he will deal with that. So these things don't just happen. My biggest takeaway was the hard work that has been done in order to be able to set him up to uh, be a Nike ambassador, not a sponsored athlete, but a Nike ambassador where he is supported in many ways. Number two is the advice for kids who want to make it in soccer. Beck's advice from a 12-year-old, what he believes other people his age need to do in order to make it. What a typical week looks like for an elite 12-year-old soccer player and the last one, advice for parents from the father of one of Australia's up-and-coming soccer players, and that is Mark. So I've talked enough. There's too much. Let's get into listening to Bex and, and Mark. You are going to absolutely love the behind-the-scenes take on what life is like as a Melbourne City FC Academy player in the under-14s as a 12-year-old. So without any further ado, let's get into it. G'day and welcome to the episode with Beckham Baker. Now we have just spent a huge amount of time, much more than normal, just chatting, reminiscing, learning each other's stories, chatting about old Darwin. But without any further ado, Beckham, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. It is so awesome to have you on the show. Now I'm just going to quickly tell you how I first came across you. So I had actually been posting some training videos of a girl that I was training, an AFLW player by the name of Danielle Ponta um, at the NTIS, the Institute of Sport here in the Northern Territory. And sometimes I go through, I don't have as many followers as what you have on Instagram. So <laughs> it's very easy for me to see who's watched my stories. And I was just looking to see who had viewed stories. And I saw this guy that had a profile picture playing soccer. And I thought, who's this Beckham Baker? So I clicked <laughs> on it and I was just like, the skills that you were demonstrating in your videos was astounding. And I ended up, I'm, a, I'm back in teaching now as well. That's my full-time job as of 2020. 
and with all the COVID and everything like that. And I'm teaching year 12 PE and, I, and, and year 11. And I started showing um, this, these videos of yours to a few of my students, uh, Rafael Yarkas and Isaiah Suarez, to name a couple. And they were like, oh, he played in Darwin. And Zai goes, this is my cousin. And I was like, wow, I need to get this guy on the show. So I'm actually, I'm actually starstruck to have you on the show. So thank you for accepting the offer. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And so, so polite and modest. So Beckham, what's, what's been happening today? What's a typical day look like for you as a young up-and-coming 14-year-old soccer player? Um, no, so today's just like a normal, ordinary day. I just woke up, got, went to my um, normal club training, um, finished training session, um, went out, had lunch with my family to spend some family time, um, came home, rested a little bit, and then I'm here. And, of course, it's a weekend. So are you at school during the week? Um, yes, we're, we're currently on school holidays now, but we go back to school on Tuesday. Yeah, cool. So when you talk about you had club training this morning, what club is that? Um, I am with Melbourne City's Junior Academy, so they're under 14s this year. And so let's go right back. I want to know how that came about, that opportunity to be in that club. How did you get into soccer? What's your earliest memories of soccer? Um, well, I, I remember back in Western Australia, Karatha, um, me and my dad would just mess around, muck around in the backyard, kicking the soccer ball. Um, and I guess all my passion and dedication for the sport has just like skyrocketed from there. And I, I wanted to play for a club. Um, I asked my dad to play for a club and he said yes. And I've just loved the sport since then. And you got a connection to Darwin. So have you played for any clubs in Darwin? What's your involvement been in soccer in Darwin? Yeah, so um, I, I think at the end of, well, in the middle of last year, I went to, um, I had visited Darwin um, and I played for NTC, the NTC side there, just played a couple games, met, met some family there. It was really nice to um, visit Darwin again and um, have so many more memories. And so... Are you, your family's from Darwin, aren't they? Yes, yes. Um, and so then how did you end up in, so you talk about Karatha, you've been in Darwin, you've played some soccer there. How did you end up in Melbourne? Um, so one of my two coaches, I had two coaches that I, I would do personal training with. They um, were from Melbourne and they um, said that there's a lot of more opportunities and there's a lot more soccer in Melbourne. So um, and my dad also got a work offer there. So we decided to go to Melbourne and yeah. What's life like there? Uh, it's, at the moment, it's pretty cold at the moment. Um, uh, no, but it's good. It's good to be playing, playing soccer here um, with all my mates and very, I'm very humble to be here. And so you talk about your club being Melbourne City Academy. How did that come about? Um, so I was just playing with one of my local clubs called Sunbury United. 
and um, I was playing a game. I had a decent game, and then the next, the day after that, my dad got an email saying um, they wanted to, me to trial with Melbourne City, and um, so my dad said yes. So I went and trialed, and I guess I I got lucky enough to get picked, and I'm here now. What's, what's training like? Tell me, as a strength and conditioning coach, tell me what it's like for you as a 14-year-old to be in this um, Melbourne City, like a massive club, particularly in Melbourne, uh, training environment. What's training like? Oh, it's, it's very intense because they don't, it's not, they don't mess around at Melbourne City. It's very intense and I like it like that. And it's, it's just amazing facilities and it's just a good environment to be around. And so I'd imagine it must get expensive buying boots all the time. Now, I have heard that you are a part of the Nike family. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so, well, I started my Instagram back in when I was in WA and just as just something casual. And then I guess one of my posts went a bit viral and um, Nike contacted my Instagram saying they love my content and um, they wanted to send me a pair of boots. And so since then, they've been sending me a lot of clothing, a lot of boots, and I've been in a lot of ads for Nike since then. That's so cool. And so I see on one of your more recent posts at the time of recording this episode that you scored a pair of branded boots or with your name on it? Can you explain uh, yeah. that? So um, I, I, my, um, my boots that I currently had were really worn out. So um, I, I wanted to get a new customised pair of boots with my name on it. And, um, yeah. <laughs> what do they say? Um, it's just got, on the inside of the boot, it's got Beck's on it, on both sides. All right. Actually, let's let's address the elephant in the room here. Now, where does the name Beckham come from? Is it the obvious David Beckham? Yeah, so my mum was, as, ever since she was like a teenager, she was in love with David Beckham <laughs> and she loves soccer. So she, she decided to name me after David Beckham and I've loved soccer since. And she didn't know you were going to be as good of a soccer player as, of no, course. I don't know. You might be better than David Beckham by the time you reach his age. No, I'm, I'm, no I don't think so. Uh, well, keep, with the, honestly, one of the things that impresses me the most about you is, one, your discipline. What I, from what I see on your Instagram posts, you are extremely committed, disciplined and motivated to a particular cause, which is to improving yourself as a soccer player. And in talking to your dad, I can see that that's also improving yourself as a human and becoming the best person that you can be. But the other thing is that's striking when you speak to you is that you are extremely polite and very, very humble. So it's an absolute credit to yourself as well as your parents and family. Um, but <laughs> In terms of like your spot, and, and, and this is what this is what I like when great things happen to great people. And so you've got this opportunity with Nike, you've got these customized shoes with your name Bex on them. Can other people actually can other people get their hands on shoes like this? Yeah, yeah. So these so the boots that I um 
the, that I customized, I just went on to Nike.com um, and you, they were, you were able to customize them. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Now you have a, a few sponsors. Now you only gave me a couple and then I found out there's much more. So I'm, I want to go through some of the people that you have got endorsements through. And one of them is um, PTP. Can you tell me a bit more about PTP? Yeah, so PTP is an exercise brand, very well-known exercise brand down here. They're, um, they've been sending me a lot of gym equipment during quarantine and when we were in lockdown and it's um, I'd, I've been promoting it on my Instagram and it's been really good for me to keep fit and keep active during lockdown. And what about Get A Rate? And uh, correct me if I, and I apologize if I've got that wrong, the wellness app. Yeah, yeah. So Gettery is a good wellness app that you can just download for free. Um, you can get your own wellness coach on it, a virtual wellness coach, and it um, it's very good to relax your brain after a training session, and um, it's very good to like get your mind off like some things that could be going on in your life, and I think it could really help you. And it's so big in elite sport now these days. I know that. Um, a lot of the coaching programs that you see online um, that elite athletes use, one of the first things they'll have is their wellness and they'll rate their wellness, um, you know, mentally, socially, emotionally, all that kind of stuff. And so um, bringing that to the general public where anyone can access that is great. I think that's a really cool app. Um, and then the other one is Rocks Pro. Yeah, yeah. So Rocks Pro, I've just recently... Um been in contact with Roxpro. They've got um, these little lights that you put on the floor and it's like with your reaction um, and your, it really helps with your reflexes, your reaction. It's where like the lights light up and then you've got to touch the lights or you can do that with your feet. Um, and it's, it's really good to help you with your fitness and everything. So we've got Nike, PTP, Get A Rate and Roxpro and if there's anything that I've forgotten, please jump in and let me know. Um, but how can people access this stuff? Do you have a link on your Instagram bio? Yeah. So for my PTP, I've got a discount code. It's called PTP Beckham. Um, you can, if you go on PTP's website, you can, when you go to checkout, you can put in my code and you can get um, uh, some percent off your total. That's pretty cool. Um, so tell, you're obviously a very, very busy young man. What does a typical week look like when you're back at school, when you've got school on, I'm presuming Monday to Friday, like most normal people, um, what does a typical week look like in terms of everything you've got to try and fit in, especially your training? Yeah. So on a Monday after school, I would come home and I'd usually go to the Oval with my mum to just work on um, my shooting, my skills and everything. And then when we come back, I, I would have um, video analysis on my game for, on the Sundays with um, a coach from Villarreal in Spain. And we would just run down um, what, I, what I did wrong in my games, what I should have done. Um, and it's, it's really good for me. And on Tuesdays after school, I would have um, my Melbourne City training. And then on Wednesdays, I have boxing 
to help me with my fitness and a bit of self-defense. And then um, on Thursday, I would have my Melbourne City training again. And then Fridays, I would have personal training with one of my um, friends' friends' dads. He's a coach. Um, and I would just do, like, one-on-one trainings with him to work on ball mastery, shooting, strength and conditioning. And then on Saturdays, I would have um, Melbourne City training in the morning and then I would rest the rest of the day um, usually to for my game on Sunday. Um, and, yeah, that would be my week. <laughs> Pretty busy. So <laughs> what about this training on a Tuesday afternoon with Melbourne City? How long does that usually go for? Um, we would usually go for um, around an hour and a half to two hours, depending on what time, like the other age groups have to train after us. And I'm presuming is that all skill training or is that a little bit of strength and conditioning as well? Um, so we do a bit of gym work after every session. So we would do like do our normal training. Um, and then after the training session, we would do um, a lot of gym work to and like um, recovery work before we could go home. What's your favourite exercise? Um, I like planking because, I don't know, I just love planking and when I do like, I do like challenges with my friends and it would be really fun to verse them and I just really love that exercise. Is it the challenge to see how long you can go for or are you doing different yeah. variations of the plank? It would be, it would be last, last man to drop. And how long do you, how long, what can you make it to? I don't know. Last time I, I could do an, a seven minute plank, but that was like two, like last year. And I don't know now. That's crazy. That's, that's awesome. Hold on. Um, and what about your least favorite exercise? What do you dislike the most? Um, probably push-ups because my arms are, um, very skinny and I can't really do push-ups. <laughs> I've worked with a few soccer players and um, they, they're surprisingly some of the fittest athletes on, on the planet, in my opinion. Um, and I actually really enjoy working with soccer players because they are all generally quite um, well-rounded and um, developing the upper body is pretty important in soccer because yeah. you still need to be able to sort of push off opponents. And, um, yeah. you know, but in terms of aerobic fitness as well as speed, that combination um, between the two, like almost to the bookends, really two extremes, like just pure speed, you know, over 40 meters um, and even quick agility, but also that endurance. Uh, I really like working with soccer players and, and then generally they're quite fundamentally strong, particularly through the hips and the core. No, yeah. <laughs> which is obvious there with your seven minute planking. <laughs> what about legs? Are you doing anything for your legs? Yeah, yeah. So usually when I don't have anything on so maybe if we have like a bye um no game on Sunday I would um go like we got a little bit of workout equipment from PTP and mum my mum would run me through some exercises to strengthen my body so because because I'm playing under I'm under 14s I'm playing a year up um it's really hard because everyone else is bigger than me, stronger than me. So, um, yeah. 
which means I suppose you have to be even more on point with your skill. Now, yeah. are you doing any swimming training? I am a huge advocate for swimming. I know it might be a bit cold there sometimes in Melbourne, but do you do any swimming training? Um, I haven't done swimming training in a while, actually. I used to do swimming about two years ago, um, a lot of swimming, but I don't know. I, I've, I haven't done swimming in a while. I don't want to jump in and take take away from your, your personal trainer and, and everything that you're doing down there, but I honestly think getting in and doing at certain times of the year and at certain parts okay. of your program, it's so valuable. I talked recently with Sam Adjusef, who was at Aspire Academy, and uh, he was actually in charge of the swim program. He's one of the founders of the swim program there. And we talked about that. And I personally took my own beat test up three levels from mid-11s to 14-2, just off simply doing two days a week of swim training. And it was mainly yep. swimming laps. But, of course, you can do all your deep water running and all those sort of other strengthening exercises in the pool. So at some point, I think it's highly valuable to jump yeah, in the pool and start doing some swimming. Yeah, definitely. I agree. But the boxing, the stuff you're getting from the boxing is awesome, uh, you know, in terms of developing cardiovascular uh, fitness, you're also getting some speed training in there through the boxing as well as um, strength. And then, of course, the benefits of self-defense. Like, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that on a Sunday you do your video analysis with someone from, was it Aston Villa? No, it was from Villarreal in Spain, the uh, yeah. club. Yeah. So how did that come about? Um. So... I did a trial with Villarreal um, in 2019 and they've been, we've been keeping in contact with like some of the coaches there and um, just I think two months ago they emailed my dad saying they want to start doing video analysis of my Melbourne City games to help me improve what I need to work on in my game and to see when I could have like dribbled there, when I could have passed it there. And yeah, so they really wanted to help me out there. So what is um, the goals for the next 12 months? At 14, you're 14 now, is that correct? I'm 12 now. How would I get 14 from? You're only 12. <laughs> I, my, yeah. I apologize, I don't know where I heard 14. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're only 12. What's the goals for the next 12 months? Um. Uh, probably just to, I don't know, just to improve on myself and become a better person, a better player on and off the field. Um, I think that's really important um, just to, um, yeah, just to improve myself every single day and hopefully become better and better than I was the day before. And so what about long-term? What are the aspirations? What's, what would be the greatest thing? If you could look back on your life as an old man sitting in your rocking chair and go, I achieved that in sport, what would it be? Probably step one would be to make it into the Joeys, the um, youth um, Australian team. And then hopefully from there, take a step up, like I'm dreaming to be in the Socceroos one day. Um, and then probably for my dream club, Manchester United. That's pretty cool. What age are the Joeys? Um, I think it's under 15s or 16s, maybe. 15s. So you've got three years. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. Um, and so what advice would you give to other kids who are playing soccer and, you know, um, want to get better at soccer? Um, well, first of all, you've got to be humble. You've got to stay humble, stay grounded. You can't be too ahead of yourself. Um, and there's always going to be people that would want to try and bring you down. Um, but you just got to put that aside, ignore them. And what I do, I always get hate comments on my Instagram telling me stop trying, blah, blah, blah. But um, I just put that aside, keep that in the back of my head and use that as motivation. Dude, your advice could be used for anyone. Any adult, adults could take that advice. That is extremely mature advice. And screw those people that say that stuff. Um, you know what? It, you know you've made it when you're getting those negative comments. Unfortunately, in the world we live in, that's that you have to look at it from a positive point of view, like you're doing. And it's just a sign that you are seriously smashing it. The, when you start to get those negative comments, it is a sign that you have made it and that you are, you know, seriously well on your way. Um, and one, you can use it as, you know, fuel to just drive you even harder. And, yeah. um, and, and yeah, like it, it's, it says more about that person than what it says anything about you. And it is all about, you know, it just shows that those people are jealous that you're out there making things happen while they're probably sitting in their lounge room, uh, dreaming about being as good as what, <laughs> as what you are and of course you know natural talent is one thing but you're never going to succeed and be to the level that you want to get to and even where you're at without hard work and you're yeah. doing all yeah definitely um so you in addition to all that just as another boom to anyone that's got anything negative to say um you've got your own brand starting up now tell me a bit more about this yeah so um, just recently, I've with my, I've got, I've just got a brand manager, um, who's helping me promote my Instagram, promote like get my name out there, and I've just started my own brand and website, which will be launching very soon. And of course, if this episode goes live, then um, we'll put that in, in there as well. We'll come back at whatever point we have to and put it in there. I'm in the comments section below or in the description below. But at this point, I'm really interested to bring in your dad. I know that he's sitting there to the side listening in. And I want to have a chat um, with him a little bit about soccer and life. And I know he spent a bit of time in Darwin, my home city. Um, yep. So this is your father, Mark. Yep. Yep. Hey, James, how are you, my friend? I'm here. Hello. So what's it like to be – we had a bit of a chat before we went on air, and I really kind of wish we had us to hit record early because um, that was great what we were chatting about. But tell me a bit about, like, getting Beckham into soccer. Oh, actually, it wasn't hard to do. me Because I played a little bit myself in Darwin and, and that, so – I always loved soccer, and so when when Bex was you know big enough to walk around and run around the yard, I decided while we were living in Karatha in WA to start kicking the ball with him, and 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 um and then all of a sudden he sort of was kicking the ball properly, and it sort of encouraged me then to try a few drills with him. So we started putting cones at him, he'd dribble in and out of the cones, and um, he was he was just a natural at it. So that excited me and encouraged me to give him more and more. So. From three years old, we started dribbling cones, kicking goals, and 
practicing his left foot and right foot, and yeah, he just he just seemed to pick things up very quick and 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 master them. I won't say master, but just he just had a natural talent to learn and pick things up. So, so what it was, was like, it was exciting. Yeah, what was like for you growing up um, learning soccer? It was is there much different between now and what it was like for you as a young child? Oh, much, much difference now. When I was growing up, we never had the opportunities that the young kids have these days. The institutes of sports, these academies, um, big clubs coming from around the world, holding training clinics and, and that in Australia. We never had any of that. So um, for the young kids now, they've got a lot more opportunity, not only in soccer, but football, cricket, baseball, everything. AFL, they've got so many more opportunities now than we did as kids. So... But they still got to put in the hard work. Natural talent doesn't get you anywhere. It only gets you part of the way. You've still got to put in the hard work. So even though they're getting all these opportunities, they still got to put in the hard work. So kids these days are very lucky. So did you play for a club back in Darwin? Oh, yeah. I played for a, f- a few in Darwin. I played for Mindelaces, Kajarina, and Sanderson Lafake. Had uh, played one game for Olympic in, the, in a grand final because their keeper was injured. Um, uh, a day before the final signing. <laughs> uh, but no, it was good. It was good. I love growing up in Darwin. Darwin's an amazing place. If, if you had to pick one player in Darwin, who would be the best player that was that you played against in Darwin? Um, played against? Oh, my God. There were so many. Um, I think um, Carlos Almeida and Jerry Gregg in Darwin, they played for Olympic. They were two of the stars in Darwin back then. Jerry Gregg and Carlos Almeida, yeah. But probably the player I'm glad I didn't get to play against um, was um, Hamilton Thorpe or Johnny Tamburis. Oh, yeah. Johnny Tamburis obviously went on to do good things. Oh, he went on to do amazing things. And you know what, Johnny, he's a a credit to Johnny because he was one of the hardest trainers I've ever seen. He worked his butt off. He, um, He didn't deal with money in his bank. He did it with hard work. And um, same with Hamilton Thorpe. Both went on to big things. Both fully deserved it because they worked hard. And so you made the move to Melbourne. Was that just to pursue Beckham's soccer career or was there other reasons why you moved to Melbourne? It, um, probably 90% was to help Beckham's, Beckham because he got, he got noticed by a couple of girls that played for Australian futsal over there that he mentioned earlier, did some sessions with him in Karatha because they... They liked what they saw with him and then they recommended we move over here um, because they were from here and they knew what was here. So I was, I was already stale with work over there as well, being there eight years. So we thought, why not? Let's pack up and go. So I put in for a transfer and was lucky enough to get a transfer to Melbourne. And we've just gone from there, from strength to strength with young Bex and our daughter, who's now a black belt in taekwondo as well. So our kids have really excelled here in Melbourne. That's awesome. And so you were back in Darwin recently. Tell me about that most recent visit. Um, I didn't go back with Bex and my wife and daughter in during COVID because I had to work. Um, but Bex and the family went back to meet family they hadn't seen in years and, and to actually get away from being um, restricted to your household here in Melbourne because uh, in Darwin you were still allowed out and about. So they went up there to, to be, you know, to have some freedom and, and, uh, I got in touch with Johnny Tamburis there to to give him see if you could give him a few lessons. But Johnny got him involved with the 
I think they call it NTC, NTC the, the academies there. And to Johnny and credit and, and the Northern Territory Soccer Federation, they allowed him to train and play. And I think he played about five games there. And it was, it was great because I, I saw footage of him and after each game, he'd have photos with the opposition team, the other local Darwin boys, because they all seen him on Instagram. And it, it was beautiful. It was good to see. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So what advice would you give to parents uh, who want to help their children succeed and be the best that they can be, whether it's in soccer or in, in any other area? Yeah, I, I, a lot of it's trial and error. I, I, I tried to learn from my own, mis my own mistakes, or not mistakes, um, experiences, because um, there's no book out there that tells you what's the right or wrong. So you try and do it yourself. So I, I hear other people's experiences. I learn from my own. And we don't, we don't have, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in a bank. So we borrowed. We used to take out personal loans. We used to work overtime for a certain period to raise money, to take him away, to give him opportunities to compare what if his skills were up to overseas level or if or to see where he was in, in, in par with in Europe. So we used to send away in a lot of clinics to learn from different coaches, um, experience different cultures, and to see if soccer was his, where he wanted to go. And since that, um, he loves soccer even more. And now when we go for a trial or we go overseas, he doesn't get nervous. He's, um, he's all excited. He goes into the change room, shakes hands with the boys and starts training. So it's helped with his um, nervousness, you know, preparing for games and training. Um, and he understands you've got to be dedicated as a, as a parent too, you've got to be dedicated because the co the clubs don't just look at your son's ability. They look at what your parents and your family's like. So if we're there on the sideline yelling and screaming abuse and telling our kid to do this and um, upsetting him, then you'll be out the door straight away. So we, we stand on the sideline very quiet, let him do his thing. And because um, as I said, they judge the parents as much as they do the kids. Your kid could be a superstar, but if your parents are, and, uh, disruptive or noisy, forget it. He won't make it. So yeah. what advice do you normally give him? Like on game day, let's say, for example, you sit back and you try and um, let him go about it and experience, uh, learn through experience himself. What advice do you give him maybe before, um, at halftime, after? Like how, how does that work for you? Yeah. Uh, before the game, generally, we make sure he has the right breakfast and he's had the right rest. And then we talk about energy levels. When you're there on the field, you've got to, you've got to show your energy. You can't mope around and, and rely on, you know, I'm, I'm the best. I'll, I'll just do a little bit here and there. They'll win anyway with me, that type of thing. You've got to work hard all game. You've got to encourage. Uh, we tell him to work hard, encourage. Try not to stand still too much. Just keep moving. And um, at halftime, we don't get to talk to the kids. We're not allowed to talk to the kids during or halftime of the game. Um, after the game, we, we might have a bit of debrief on how I thought he went and where he probably could have done a little bit better or where he excelled, you know, and give a bit of praise. Um, but before the game, it's mainly just have a go, but make sure you enjoy yourself. There's no point running around there like a robot, running around trying to do everything and score 100 goals, but you're not enjoying it. You're feeling pressure to do it. It's important. He's doing it because he loves it as well. He's not you got to make sure that he's not doing it for, for you because this is his life. He's got to do it for himself. So and that's important. A lot of parents try and live their life through their kids again. And sometimes that's good, but a lot of times it's bad. It puts too much pressure on them.
So yeah, and he's got to enjoy it. Looking, so looking from the outside, that's something that concerns me for Beckham is the amount of pressure, which is well, not pressure, but the um, expectation of what is starting to very quickly but systematically build up on his shoulders as to what is possible. How do you manage that? Um, just, um, it, it's just trying to keep him level-headed and not get ahead of himself. Um, it's important that he doesn't go around, like on Instagram when he posts each night after training or game or he's sitting there responding to a lot of his followers that he, he doesn't say anything negative about anyone. He'll never mention a score against the team he beat, like if, he, if, they, if they won 1-0 or 20-0. There's no undermining the opposition or players. It's just keeping everything positive and, and in a, a good note. So... We just try and the main thing we do is just keep him a, a normal kid, a humble, good kid. We want a good person. We don't want a superstar, but he's arrogant and he's ahead of himself. We want a, a kid that's improving and, and possibly could go on to bigger things, but be a person that everyone likes as well and wants to be. Yeah, yeah that's important. That's more important. Yeah. Beckham, is there a strategy behind your posting on Instagram? Do you do it um, at a certain, like, make sure that you post at least once a day or four times a day, or is there any kind of strategy there? Yeah, so I would say you got to be keeping active. So I would try and post as much as I can. So, like, once a day to keep, like, the followers active. And because if you, like, post once and then you wait like four or five days you're going your instagram or like it's going to die down a bit um so i just try and keep posting as much as i can um to keep to keep it going and is it all still at this point it's still all you replying to every message and every comment on your posts yeah so my mom would video so i would ask my mom can you please video mom i learned a new skill um, so she would video and then I would just post it and then people would message me. I, I, I'm the one replying, doing, yeah. So my mom's, her job is just to video me. And your, your videos are really well um, created and edited. So there's particularly your futsal ones that I've seen recently where they're very quick and it's just a skill, you know, straight into another skill. So within that 30 seconds, you might end up with, you know, like, three or four skills. Who's doing that cutting and editing? Um, that, that would be my sister. My sister's <laughs> really good with all these um, editing. She loves um, editing and she, she, would, she wants to be a photographer now. So she's um, got a camera and she, she takes photos of me during my games and she's editing it all. So that would be my sister. His sister had no choice but to follow him to every training session and game over the years. So now she's to film everything. Now we've got her a camera. She's got her own flash camera and um, she gets as excited each, uh, for every session or game that Bex plays because she's, she's doing her bit as well. So it's a real family affair at the moment, which is brilliant, brilliant. It is. It is. I was going to say that. It's a huge family affair. Does she have an Instagram page for her business uh, around what she's doing for you in the videoing? Yes. Yeah. So her Instagram is Tanea Baker. Um, How do you spell Tanaya? She's got T-A-N-A-Y-A and, and then Baker, B-A-K-E-R, one word. Yeah, cool. So make sure that you go and jump on and follow her too for all the behind-the-scenes stuff of yours. 
Yeah, even TikTok. She's big on TikTok, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's massive. Oh, yes, we want to see awesome. that. Yep. So, um, and then we've got the gold, the blue, and then here on the inside, it's got Vex. <laughs> and then That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So anyone can get these boots. You just go to Nike, Nike.com online and you go to, um, what is it, design your own or something? Customize. Customize boots. your own boots. So you, you can change the colors, this type of boot, the, the sole, everything. You can design everything you want. So Beckham actually designed these ones himself. Oh, really? Yeah, they weren't, um, these weren't a gift from Nike. He actually designed these ones himself and um, we paid for them. Yeah. Because we, awesome. like we don't like to ask for anything so we tend to just get it ourselves if we have to so it's, it's great to get gifts but you don't like to ask so he wanted these ones so we decided to design them ourselves very very modest family mark what what are you going to do if uh beckham turns around in a year or two and says i'm done with soccer i want to go and become a chess champion i <laughs> I think first, <laughs> mum would die because she loves soccer more than anyone. Me, I'd probably have to pick myself up off the ground first. And then, um, you know what, in the end, it's sort of a, a bit of an expectation that that may happen. So it could happen. So it, 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 honestly, it wouldn't, be a, it wouldn't hurt as much. Uh, we have put in a lot of effort, but kids are, he's still a kid. He's 12 years old. He may change his his career path another seven, eight, nine times in the next four or five years. So we travel to try and make it work for him. But if he changes his mind and wants to play chess, then so be it. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, the great thing I about think there'll be a bit of hurt, but don't worry. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah. The great thing about sport is that there's so many different avenues to go down. So you could end up becoming a coach or physio, you know, um, so many different areas that you could head down. Yep. And I think, you know, shooting for the stars, like the way you're doing it, um, or what is the saying? Shoot, shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars. With the stuff you're doing, with the uh, everything that you're practicing in terms of commitment, discipline, motivation, hard work, all that kind of stuff, that you, you're creating good characteristics of a human being and you're going to be successful in anything that you do, um, whether that is as a soccer player or something completely different. Uh, and you know, you, you're just giving yourself so many opportunities, just opening up so many opportunities, particularly with what you're doing on social media. It's so cool. <laughs> Thank you. What's that Sorry. little dog's name? That's that's Nike. Is that the dog's name? Yeah, Nike. Yeah, yeah. That was mum's idea. That was mum's idea, the name. He saw, a, he saw a bird on the grass, so he's, he's gone crazy. <laughs> he wants to come and say hello. That's Nike here. Yeah. Really? So we've got Beckham's named after David Beckham and Nike the dog is named after the brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mark, do you get any say in the names in the house? None at all. None at all. And then we, we had a, um, a dog like two years ago. His name was Boots after Soccer Boots. <laughs> yeah. Is, is Nike the only pet in the family? Yes. 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 Yeah. I reckon it would be pretty cool to see Nike sharpen some of these um, Instagram posts over the next few weeks. Yeah. He was in a lot of the um, ones when he was a pup a year ago because we, we've only had him a year. We got him in March 30 last year. So he was in a lot of Beck's um, Nike COVID um, ads 
um, training um, um, workouts. workouts he was doing. And he'd say, Beck's doing a, a, a push-up or something, and then Nike will come running over and jump all over him or something. So we have thrown him in a few of the ads. So it's, just, it's been um, amazing. Everyone, everyone responds, oh, what's your dog's name? How, how did you get, where'd you get your dog from? So now everyone wants a Nike dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. Man, when I was your age, I was in love with Nike, the brand, so much so that at the age of 12, I actually got the Nike swoosh cut into my hair. I had an undercut, <laughs> very similar to how it is now. But it was actually like the Nike swoosh cut into the back of my hair. I loved I had a Nike earring like Michael Jordan. This is back yeah. in the 90s. Like 90s. <laughs> We've been looking for the Nike earring, but we can't find them yet. We have to order them online overseas. Oh, I think I just had like a cheap one that I found at like a yeah, market. Yeah. Go to Vic Markets. <laughs> hey, ear label will probably fall off. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, what, what was I going to say? Nike the dog is going to need its own Instagram page soon, though, I reckon. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I normally finish with 10 in 10. I wasn't going to do that for this episode, but I think I'm going to, and I'm going to make it up on the spot as we go. Are you game to play a little game called 10 in 10, which is where I ask you 10 questions and you've got less than 10 seconds to answer each question? Okay. Yep. All right. So they're just things. Normally I take notes and I go through and ask them but I'm going to be making these up on the spot because I haven't been taking notes as we go so um, let's hope I can count to 10 easily but <laughs> number one first thing that comes to mind soccer um boots Nike um uh soccer balls <laughs> uh favorite soccer team Manchester United Favorite player? Um, Killian Mbappe. Your favorite skill to perform on a soccer pitch? Um, probably a rainbow flick. Living in Melbourne? Um, cold. Uh, number nine. Oh, I've lost what? I think I'm up to number nine. Um, I had one and I've forgotten it now. Uh, what oh that's what it was um a, a chance to name drop who is the biggest name that you have come into contact with um through your soccer um probably tim cahill oh, i can't go past and get to number 10 without asking a little bit more about this can we share how you have come into contact with tim cahill obviously one of the greatest australian soccer players ever yeah so um oh how did i uh, i think yeah, so when he was playing for Melbourne City a couple of years ago, um, he went, he came past the crowd and then he came and I asked for his shirt and he gave, um, he gave me his shirt and then um, I posted a photo with me with his shirt on my Instagram and I tagged him and then he saw like, he saw my page and um, he saw my followers and then he decided to follow me then and we've been in contact since. That is so cool. Who else, apart from Tim Cahill, have you met famously that you've had stories like that with? Um, I, I know the, I'm trying to get to somewhere and I'm going to give you a little hint of where I'm getting to. And I, I hope that I can share. But who's your, fa your dad's favourite AFL team? Carlton. And so Maybe. have you met any famous Carlton players recently? Um, uh, Eddie Betts. 
Tell me about that. Um, yeah, so I just met him at um, just a rugby game, which was last week, yeah. Melbourne Storm. And um, I, I asked for a photo with him and um, we, I told him that I was from Darwin and um, he, he, we, we had like very good conversation and he told me how he used to grow up playing soccer. That taught him how to kick with both feet and it helped him with his AFL career. And no, we chatted, we had a very good chat. That's really cool. All right, and number 10. Now I ask this question to everyone and it might sound a bit weird for you, but if you could go forward in time or back in time, which would you go to? You can come back to now, but if, would you go back in time or forward in time? And to which point in time? Um... Probably, um, oh, there goes my dog. Probably, what, is this like time traveling? Yeah, yeah. So probably go back in time to when David Beckham was with Manchester United and go and watch a game there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that, would, that, was, that was my dream, to watch David Beckham play a game. That's awesome. Beckham, I just want to acknowledge you for all the dedication and hard work that you put into yourself. Um, you are an absolute credit to yourself and to your family, as well as all your friends. And uh, I wish you every success in the future. I'm really going to enjoy sitting back and watching the, your journey through Instagram and hope to see you pull on that Socceroos green and gold jersey one day in a World Cup and maybe even playing for Manchester United. So thank you for being Definitely. a guest on the Mind Your Body Show. No, oh, thank you. It's, I'm, um, I'm so humbled to be here and get this opportunity to talk with you and just thank you so much. Are you frustrated that no matter how much you try, no matter how good you plan to eat, no matter how much you intend to exercise, you just can't seem to stay on track with your health and fitness goals? Do you feel like your best of intentions to have more energy and feel better about yourself results in having even less energy and feeling down? What if there was something you were missing? What if eating healthy was actually enjoyable? What if you looked forward to exercise? What if moving more could actually be really easy? I've put together a free ebook just for you, detailing the strategies for having more energy and feeling better about yourself. And I want to give it to you absolutely free. To get instant access absolutely free, simply visit jacobandre.com. That's J-A-C-O-B-A-N-D-R-E-A-E.com.